You're listening to the Growth Exponential Podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Taro Cook. Today, we're joined by Asha Curran, who is the CEO of Giving Tuesday. Giving Tuesday is a global generosity movement, unleashing the power of people and organizations to transform their communities and the world. Giving Tuesday's mission is to build a more just and generous world. Asha, welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for joining us. I'm super excited because as a nonprofit executive director, I've actually participated many times in Giving Tuesday and putting it out and people donating to our organization. So it's really interesting to have the person who it was their brainchild and it's now a global movement. Could you share with us at a high level, what is Giving Tuesday all about? Yeah, I mean, Giving Tuesday is a a relatively simple idea that's turned into a much more complex organism than we originally planned. Um, But the idea is a a day of giving, a day of generosity, of expressing generosity in whatever way is meaningful to each person, each organization. Originally, it was a day of giving following Black Friday and Cyber Monday, um, a sort of counter narrative to the consumerism of those days. That comparison doesn't really make a whole lot of sense anymore because even though it is still on that day, it is present in 70 countries formally now. And obviously in most of those countries, Black Friday and Cyber Monday, let alone Thanksgiving, just are not, are not a thing, right? And so it's just a day of giving. And one of the most rewarding things about it has been to be reminded over and over that the idea of a day dedicated to giving is completely resonant, whether it's preceded by Black Friday and Cyber Monday and Thanksgiving, or whether it just comes out of the blue. That's fascinating. And I'm super curious, can you share with us your backstory and what led you to creating Giving Tuesday? Um, My own career path has been completely random and nonlinear. And I basically have just sort of become really fascinated with something and then immersed myself very deeply in it and then become fascinated with something else and immerse myself very deeply in whatever the new thing was. So, you know, I had a career in book publishing. I became a childbirth educator. I did sort of a lot of different things. And then about 15 years ago, I began to work at the 92nd Street Y, which is a Jewish community and cultural center on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Really prestigious, big, does a lot of, you know, amazing different things. And I became the Y's first chief innovation officer. And as part of that work, I really in partnership with the then CEO, CEO Henry Timms, who's now CEO of Lincoln Center, really just engaged in what was essentially a bunch of really fun experiments in thinking about the 9-2-Y's mission in new 21st century ways. So it's certainly thinking a lot about digital and social media and how those things could be used to spread positive social impact, civic engagement, that sort of thing. There was a whole portfolio of work that was built around the idea that we really need to think in new ways about community, right, in the 21st century than we did, you know, 140 years earlier when the Y was founded. So in the midst of all of that work, Henry actually had the idea for Giving Tuesday and we co-founded it and built it together, you know, sort of before I took over as full-time CEO and, you know, he moved on to do other things. And that's sort of what led me led me to it, right? And, and when Giving Tuesday was first created, if you'd asked me then, I, I kind of likely would have said, you know, we're going to build this thing for a few years. And then what kind of what I see happening with it is that it will just float into the ether and become a general co-owned idea like Cyber Monday and people will do whatever they want to do with it, but it's not going to have any leadership, any strategy, any vision. It will just sort of be an idea that people can use. 
But at some point, you know, maybe four years into Giving Tuesday, it seemed really obvious that actually an overarching unifying vision and leadership actually lived really peacefully, not in contradiction with the idea that a movement could grow and be transparent and be open source and that people could adapt it and change it and really own it. Like those two things and they were not in contradiction. And so instead of just sort of letting it go, we really doubled down on the idea that what we call having a nucleus organization, right? So our core 15 person team is really the sort of central organization that really exists to support this huge network of global leaders that are leading Giving Tuesday movements in their own regions or in their own countries. That's fascinating. And, and really that it started off for, it sounds like something small. Now, when you originally were creating Giving Tuesday, was it just for the why or did you have the idea that it would actually become something much larger? Oh, yeah, it was never just for the why. Um, the, the original idea was much more nonprofit focused than it is today, which is just not to say that, it, that it's not nonprofit focused today, but that it's focused on many, many, many things. And the nonprofit world is just one of them. Back then, it was sort of like the, the messaging very clearly was sort of, you know, two days of shopping a lot now is the time to think about the cause that you care about and, you know, how you're going to give back to that you know, to that cause or that issue. And our first goal was actually to get 250 nonprofits to sign up. Oh no, I'm wrong. It was to get 100 nonprofits to say, yes, we'll do something for Giving Tuesday. This was the first year in 2012. And it we ended up with 2,500 nonprofits. So even that first year, the indication was like, this idea really meant something to people. People really liked it. They wanted to take it over themselves. They wanted to do interesting things with it. And then on Giving Tuesday itself, of course, what we saw was that it was not just nonprofit people who were passionate about the idea. It was not just the idea that it could lead to great fundraising, but just regular people like really grabbed onto the idea and at obviously more and more people every year. And while the dollars have obviously grown incredibly by double digits every year, so in this past Giving Tuesday 2019, nearly $2 billion was donated just in that 24-hour period, which is, is remarkable. Like just as a point of comparison, that's more than almost every single U.S. foundation, except for the Gates Foundation, gives away in grants in a full year. Right? And this is given by regular everyday people giving $100 gifts. So that part of it is, is amazing. And especially during a time when giving is individual giving is really trending downward in some concerning ways. But all of the things that Giving Tuesday has, has done that had just have nothing to do with money, right? That Giving Tuesday, you know, little girl launched Giving Tuesday Kids and three military spouses launched Giving Tuesday Military and 70 countries have taken the idea and are using it to really fundamentally strengthen civic bonds and civic participation in their in their countries, including some countries that are really in crisis. So, so many things that we couldn't possibly have foreseen in those early days. How do you measure success of a global movement? Well, we, we do what we call collaborative learning and measurement. We can't measure like a normal organization. It's very, very hard to, you know, for example, understand what that $2 billion translates into because it's so many different issue areas, so many different types of causes all over the United States and, and then even more immeasurable all over the world. So what we can do is measure things like how strong is our network of leaders, right? How good a job are we doing at keeping them interconnected, at forming a culture of sharing of best practices, of mutual support, of collaboration, of breaking down silos, right? Like setting that tone is really 
is really our job. And so how the movement leadership thrives and grows and remains interconnected is one really key way that we measure success. Certainly some more standard ways like, you know, how is public awareness growing? You know, is, are we supported as an organization by the philanthropic community so that we can continue to support the movement throughout the world? And then a really important metric for us is are we staying as agile and as able to pivot as we were in the very beginning, right? When it was two of us working on Giving Tuesday and then three of us, and we were really able to say like, this strategy is really not working and just very quickly change it. We don't ever want to lose that. That part is really, really important. So we work very hard to, on our core team, always examine what strategies and tactics we're using and to just be really honest about like whether they, whether they seem to be productive or have any utility and just stop them if they're not. Wow, that's, uh, that's really powerful and, and truly global and also lean and agile. Because usually yeah. when I think of global, I don't think it's something that could be so agile as what you're describing. It's really phenomenal. Can you share with us a story of a significant impact or a touching, meaningful micro impact that Giving Tuesday has had? Oh, man, this is such a hard question for me because there are so many of them. I already mentioned Giving Tuesday Kids and Giving Tuesday Military, which I think were two of the most meaningful things to happen in the past year because they rose organically from the field, right? They didn't come from us. They really just came from the community and then we like throw all our support behind them. But I'll tell you a story about a story that I heard from Brazil this past year. So Giving Tuesday, um, as it has gone global, has also gone hyper local, which means that leaders in small towns or cities or entire states, not just in the US, but all over the world are creating these Giving Tuesday movements that are very much about kind of using generosity to reflect the unique identities of these different regions. So there is a small town in Brazil that decided to do a Giving Tuesday campaign. And, and what they decided to do was for their campaign was to raise money and awareness and support for a group of very underserved, very poor schools in that town. But the really amazing thing about this story is that when the students of those schools heard that that was the campaign, they said, that's really nice, but we can also be the givers. We don't just have to be the needy ones. We also want to participate and show our generosity. And so the way that they decided to do that themselves, not that they were told by adults, was that they decided to go and volunteer to read poetry at nearby homes. Isn't that amazing? And once they did wow. that and they realized they felt so vital to the health and the, the thriving of that community, so involved and so impactful that they started volunteering in even more ways, cleaning the floors, right? Reading to the inhabitants of the homes, just in whatever way they could think of to help out. So while they started out to be the ones who were going to be the recipients of the giving, they, they turned into the, the givers as well. And that's a really key part of the Giving Tuesday philosophy is not that there's some people who have and some people who need, but rather that we all need certain things and we all have certain things that we're able to give, right? If the only asset we have is kindness, right? Everybody is able to participate in philanthropy. So I think Giving Tuesday at its most basic level is really trying to bring back the original meaning of philanthropy, which is not billionaires giving big gifts, but it derives from the words love of humanity, right? That, that's really the most basic meaning of, of philanthropy. And that story really exemplifies that to me. That's amazing. And, and on that note, what are ways that people can get involved with Giving Tuesday? 
Well, I mean, there's certainly always taking on the mantle of leadership, right? So saying, you know, I really want to lead Giving Tuesday in my small town or in my organization. That's, you know, one way that we are trying very, very hard to support. And it really takes a sort of entrepreneurial, risk tolerant type of person, but it's an incredibly rewarding community to be part of. And then just, you know, sort of as regular people to just start thinking about what generosity means to you. You know, if I asked you to tell me about the most generous person in your life, you wouldn't tell me about the person who donates the most money. You would talk about the person who has the most time for you, who has the best advice for you, who, who's always thinking of you, right? Or who's always thinking of others. And that's how we think of generosity. And so on Giving Tuesday and every day, every Tuesday, right? Just leaving your house in the morning thinking about what you can do to make one person's life better is beginning to integrate generosity into every day and every interaction that you have. And so I guess I guess a more clear answer is also just go to givingtuesday.org where there's tons of ideas and tools and case studies. Amazing. How do people find Giving Tuesday? It's super, super easy. So if you go to the website, um, you can see organizations that are involved. You can also see if anybody in your region or if your town or your city is already involved. Tons of information there and certainly on all the social channels. Amazing. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us today and wish you tremendous success in growing giving uh, worldwide. Thank you so much. I wish you the same. You've been listening to the Growth Exponential Podcast. If you know an executive director or nonprofit professional that you think I should interview, shoot me an email at bradley at growthexponential.org.